This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Sports Edge with Rick Wolf on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN New York. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Rick Wolf Sports Edge. I'm your host, Rick Wolf. You know, as we're heading towards the last few weeks of the year, I thought we'd spend a little time this morning and do a kind of impromptu survey. And, and here's what I want to focus on. The other day, a friend of mine said to me in passing, let's face it, Rick, you talk every Sunday morning about the issues in youth sports these days. And my friend continued, and if we're honest, I would dare say that pretty much all of our problems and concerns and issues in youth sports stem directly from overbearing parents who get in the way of their kids' enjoyment of sports. My buddy then said, what we need to do is to try and find a way to either get rid of sports parents or just minimize their role as much as possible when it comes to their kids in competitive sports. Now, I gave this some serious thought, and I, I want you to do the same. The truth is, this bold and straightforward observation, is it really accurate that we can actually trace most of our concerns in sports today right back to the moms and dads? And that's that's what I want to discuss this morning. Of course, you know the number. It's one eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. You know, it's it's a heck of a claim. And thinking about it, for those of us who are old enough to recall a time when kids didn't have so many organized leagues, we do remember a time when parents were not so involved. I mean, for example, my own dad, well, he, he worked on weekends broadcasting college and pro games. So he wasn't around much to watch me play on the weekends in, in the various youth games that I participated in. But you have to understand, back then, that wasn't considered to be a big deal. In fact, very few dads or moms went to youth league games for their kids because they were doing other things in their lives. In fact, I don't. my dad didn't come to any of my youth league games until I played in a baseball game when I was in the fifth grade. And I don't think he came to any other games until I was then in the ninth grade. But again, that was how it does. That's how it was back in those days. But that being said, understand this: my brother and my my dad and the neighborhood kids, myself, we played a lot of touch football and a lot of pickup basketball games just in our neighborhood, and we did it just to have fun. Now, as you heard me say. We just seemed to have more fun in those days. Nobody worried about making a travel or club team or somehow getting a college athletic scholarship. You just went outside and played ball with your buddies. But now we're not going to go back to those days. I know that. But maybe we really need to rethink as a society what we are doing to our children 
and their lives in sports. And, and that's what I want to talk about this, this morning because, you know, look, we already know from the last couple of weeks of the show, we know that obnoxious parents are causing a significant drop-off in the number of refs and umpires and officials. We know that. And we also know, of course, that, that coaches everywhere routinely complain about overbearing parents. That's a fact. So is it true that parents these days are the main reason why so few kids seem to be having a good time playing sports? Is it because of parents like us that our kids don't seem to have as much fun as we did when we were playing sports growing up? And of course, the old question is, is it because we live vicariously more than ever through our kids' athletic achievements? I mean, that's we want them so badly to fully succeed in sports, whereas perhaps our own dreams might have faltered along the way. And I think all these issues here are part of this concern. It's a complicated topic. Obviously, we're not going to get away from parents being involved, but maybe the time has come to really educate moms and dads more so than ever and say, look in the mirror. You're the reason why we have so many issues these days with our kids in sports. And a lot of moms and dads are going to say, oh, no, no, it's not me. It's the other people who are pushing their kids and so on and so forth. But, you know, if we're being honest with ourselves, we have to look in that mirror and say, you know, maybe we are. Maybe we're the real reason why our kids are burning out at age 12 and 13. Burnout didn't exist when I was growing up. Or we have so many repetitive use injuries these days. Again, that's a relatively new term in terms of kids who specialize in one sport or one activity all year round. Again, it's a new, that's a new phenomenon that didn't happen a generation ago. So these are the things I want to talk about because I, I think we're at a point now we have to be honest with ourselves and say, okay, where do we go from here? Is it more about just putting up signs at schools and saying at the fields, you know, behave yourselves, don't be obnoxious, be a good sport, and take a step back and say maybe the real issues have to do with parental expectations. And let's be candid. It all boils down to that. We have great, great expectations for our kids, particularly when it comes to sports, and that's where things get sort of unfortunately go haywire. All right, let me take a pause. Uh, when I come back, I want to go right to your phone calls and opinions and thoughts about this. It's a big, big, big issue, but something needs to be addressed. one 337 6666 That's, of course, our number. Let's take a pause. Mark Renee is here this morning with your update. When I come back, I'll go right to the calls. Stay with me. And welcome back to the Sports Edge. I've asked the question this morning, are sports parents pretty much to blame for all of the concerns and issues with youth and amateur sports today? It's, um, you know, we talk about so many topics on the show and invariably the, the one common denominator tends to focus on the moms and dads and how they're just basically too overzealous when it comes to their kids playing sports. That's a... Uh, Let's take your calls and comments at one 337 6666 Let's start uh, this, our conversation this morning with Eric out in Ronkonkoma. Eric, good morning. You're on the fan. Good morning, Rick. How are you? I'm well, Eric. All right. Uh, listen, I, I completely understand where you're going with this. I mean, I'm 49. I mean, when I played Little League and everything, you know, my, my, my father had his own business. He almost never came to a game. My mother was a teacher, so she was able, but that was the only reason. Mm-hmm. Honestly, and and in our, in our spare time, like you said, we played wiffle ball and other stuff in the 
on the corner and everything for fun and all that. You know, there was no, you know, talk about playing all year round and, and stuff like that. It wasn't even a thought on there. I mean, you know, unless you had like an indoor sport, you know, uh, you know, like I did bowling all year round, but I mean, it's more of a casual thing. Yes. You know, so, I mean, you just didn't have that. You know, you got to wonder, um, I definitely think that the parents have a lot to do with it, but you got to wonder if the, the, the visual of so much money now in the professional sports, even compared to 20 years ago, yep. how much that, that kind of clouds a lot of the parents thinking, you know, somebody gets a $400 million contract and immediately they're like, wow, my, my kids, my kids are pretty good in sports. They, they could, they could go for that kind of contract. You know, Eric, so you, uh, I'm, I'm wondering how much that plays into it. So. I think it plays a tremendous role in this. And you're absolutely right. The, 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 the financial, the, 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 the that, that ethereal goal of making millions and millions, you say that the numbers that are, that are thrown out there with the guys and women who are making uh, professionally, I mean, it's just nuts. And, and it, it, sure. for, for the certain generation, it's like, well, wait a minute, I, I, how much? Doing what? So, yes, and, it all seems to And especially when you have a lot of uh, certain sports now where you got kids coming straight out of high school into the pros, you know, basketball now and, and even, you know, some occasional football or whatever. So, you know, I could, I could certainly see where where that you know leads the parents to you know you know uh, you know get into that that kind of mode. I'm not going to say it's all of them, but I, I do think it's a big part of it. But anyway, you have a good rest of the day there, right? Eric. Thank you so much. I I think that's uh, something that obviously we have to uh, you know talk about because yeah, the financial rewards, it's like, but it, in a way, it's sort of like the numbers we know. It's like akin to winning the lottery. So I mean, most of us go about our lives uh, not focused on just uh, winning winning lottery tickets and and whatever we, we focus about ever going about every day and pursuing our, our our livelihoods and so on and so forth. And that's somewhat way it should be with kids in sports. That hey, if your kid happens to be that good and has has win does win the lottery ticket in, in sports, well that's great. But that shouldn't be the total focus of of all your time and money and energy. You know, plowing into their athletic career. Let's uh, let's move on. Let's go to uh, to Art in New Providence. Hey, Art. Good morning. You're next up on Hi, the Rick. fan. Hi, Rick. How you doing? Good, Art. Uh, a very interesting topic. Um, I I think a lot of it has to deal with you know not so much uh, parents that are losing their minds, but we have a lot of these. You know, now there's these AAU programs and travel teams, and colleges have their showcases. And a lot of these kids are being told that they're either Division Three, Division Two, II, Division One players. Uh, we go to a, a high school team camp every year out in Pennsylvania where we just play other high schools. Mm-hmm. And there's college coaches there, mostly Division Three coaches. And then our kids will get, like, invites to their showcase with the kids getting the idea that maybe I'm a Division Three player, and I know they're going to have a hard time even playing for me at a Group mm-hmm. One, at a Group One school. And uh, I think that has a lot to do with it, you know, that these kids are being told by other people that they're a real high-caliber college kid, and that's really not the case. Art, you know, and I think the other thing that, that uh, needs to and be they're just, Excuse me, but they're, and they're just money makers. Well, they're I was just going to say, what, what, uh, for some reason, and I'm always amazed at how naive, and that's what it is, naivete of so many sports parents, who don't understand that when their youngster is invited to, say, a summer camp, like a D3, it's it's not so much that the, the coach of the program is so eager to have your, your son or daughter come and, and, and work out. It's because they're filling a slot. They're, they're gonna, you have to pay the money to have your kid go play in that, 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 that summer camp uh, showcase uh, for that right. college coach. 
and it's you know it's 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 all for profit. This is not about necessarily. Yeah, you might the coach might coach has a chance to look over the kids who come in who are eager to play in his college program. But for the most part, especially at the D three level where money is very very tight in terms of the athletic budget, these are these are how these these coaches basically you know add to their salaries by having these uh, these summer uh, summer camps. Yes, it is. I agree completely. And and as you said. The problem is that there are so many travel teams these days. They've popped up mm-hmm. everywhere like mushrooms. That, as a consequence, the parents don't understand that when the kid finally gets the chance to play or tries out for their own high school program, you know, it's it's like it's like, well, this is a whole new world. I didn't know there were so many other great athletes out there. I just thought my kid was special because he's he or she's playing on this travel team. Or right. it's, it's 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 a real lack of education. When it comes to the parents not knowing, and again, they just they just basically go into this hook, line, and sinker, and it's it unfortunately puts tremendous pressure on their youngster, who then finds out they're just not as good as they thought they were. Yeah, that's correct. I, I believe that completely. Our thanks for the call. Let me move on to some other uh, people. Let's let's go to uh, our, our friend AJ down in Princeton. AJ, good morning. Uh, you're next up on the fan. Hey, good morning, Rick, and happy holidays to you. You too. Uh, I'm going to start out the way I always do. Um, I'm glad I grew up when I grew up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, we laugh, Rick. Um, last Friday, I was out on the golf course the way I am every Friday. Next Friday, I'm signed up. Let's see how the weather is. But sports, to me, is a lifestyle. And that lifestyle started um, with a bat and a ball. Yep. And it, it kind of grew into stickball. And it grew into throwing a football. And none of this was organized. And you know where I'm coming from here. Yep, yep, yep. You and I are about the same age. And it all kind of started with uh, kids in the neighborhood just getting together. And, uh, you know, that word fun, uh, it's not a four-letter word. Uh, it, It resonated. It resonated. I just enjoy sports. It's in my blood. And it started from the fact that I was able to do it. Um, my father would never have put up with what's going on today, having to pay for everything, having everything be political. Uh, he used to embarrass me on the golf course, so he would definitely embarrass me, you know, um, in any kind of organized sport. And uh, I, I, I almost never really gave him a chance. You know, then I played college football, and, you know, at that point you're an adult and you make your own decisions, but sports is a lifestyle for people like you, people like me, and... You know, it's unfortunate. I think the kids today are just missing this. And one last point, you know, I tried to bring my son up in sports. I actually made him into a switch hitter when he was young. Uh, He's now 28. Uh, He has nothing to do with sports anymore. It's just basically because his friends don't. Uh, He doesn't have the same kind of circle that we had. And uh, there's no turning back to this. It's unfortunate. AJ, let me focus on that because I was just going to bring the same point up. To me, it's curious. I'm talking about the, 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 the once the kids today stop playing, they just don't go out and say, well, you know what, I really enjoy playing baseball growing up in, in high school and the travel leagues and maybe in the college. They just stop. They, maybe they, do, they go out and they play a different sport. Maybe they take up golf or, or bowling or, or whatever they do, but they don't play baseball anymore. And I, I, if you look all over the country – the, uh, the so-called uh, semi-pro baseball leagues, which were so popular, uh, again, 15, 20 years ago, 
Uh, these are guys who have played at the high school or college level, maybe even some pro ball. And in the summer times, they, they get together and they continue to play. Now, there's still a few leagues here and there, but the numbers are just dropped off the table. And I think that's true across the sport, across all sports. The kids who grew up basically uh, doing all these things just seem to stop once they get once their eligibility is over. Although, although their dreams didn't, didn't pan out, so you know what? I'm just going to find or do something else, go do whatever I want to do. But they're not playing the sport they grew up playing. Well, I, I don't want to get too much into this, but you know, family time um, and the role of the father. Yep. As the as the king of the castle. Uh, That's true Ralph, too. Ralph Cramden. Those, <laughs> those days, those days are over. Also, Rick. You yeah. know, I think my first introduction to you on on your show was making a comment about those about the you know the uh, the adult softball leagues or the adult leagues, and I said uh, the divorce rate is going to triple if those get more popular because. You know, dads don't get away with what we used to get away with. That that's a good observation too, and that's a fair point, AJ. And then let me let you go because I've got some more of the calls in here. But but thank you as always for your thoughts. You know, it is true that obviously, you know, with both parents usually working uh, these days, uh, that uh, it's incumbent upon uh, dads, particularly as they're starting families, to obviously be there to help out with the little ones uh, because obviously mom is, is busy and uh, has her own pursuits in life. But I do think overall we're seeing a tremendous sort of stoppage with with, um, with athletes who went through the whole, the whole gamut and all of a sudden sort of migrate away. Yes, I do think part of it has to do with the fact that they have family responsibilities, but it is curious and odd that this is happening at such a tremendous rate. And I just wonder, again, I come back to, is that our kids today, they go through playing sports because it's sort of a obligation uh, uh, with parental expectations as opposed to, gee, I really enjoy doing this. It's as simple as that. And I think that's a real concern. Um, let's go quickly over to uh, to Jimmy and, and Hopewell Junction. Hey, Jimmy, you're on the fan. Hey, Rick, how are you? Good, Jim. So one of the things I wanted to say was, and you actually touched on it when you first started the show, was about education. Yeah. Um, is with parents, is my feeling is that they need to be educated. They need communication, you know, between the, the coaches, the organization, the AD, whoever it may be. Um, and also what they need is honesty. Now, you had um, somebody who was talking about going to camps. Yes. You know, and like you said, they're primarily D3 camps. I know with my travel organization, we actually are in contact with those coaches. And if those coaches have interest in those players, then we recommend that they go. We don't, you know, we, we make them understand that what you had said, that this is a money grab. We're not yes. just going there just for the sake of going. Yeah. But, but Jimmy, you still there? No, I think we lost Jimmy. But, yeah, so he's basically, you know, saying, and I agree with this, that it's, it's, it would be helpful if, if people who run these uh, travel programs basically are educating the parents as best they can about these, you know, summer camps and so on and so forth. However, I do want to add on the other side of the coin, and I don't, I don't know Jimmy, I don't know what kind of program he runs, but we also know that, that travel programs, club teams, yes, those are, those are basically for-profit operations as well. And I've, I've never heard a situation where a travel team or a club team coach has gone to a, to a kid and say, you know, I don't think this is uh, 
I don't think this is, uh, you know, your, your son or daughter is just not that good or is not making progress. That doesn't happen. Why? Because these are the kids who basically are, who are basically paying the bills for the travel coach. And uh, I think that's something we always have to bear in mind. It's a lot like, um, uh, you know, the emperor's new clothes. You know, the travel coaches are going to tell you uh, what you want to hear as a parent, which obviously feeds into even more of this because... They, they know that you're, you're, you're putting up decent bucks to let their child play for that travel or that club team program and I, or that private coach. I think that's something we have to really bear in mind as, as part of this issue, as simple as that. Uh, okay, let me, uh, let me take a time out here. When I return after Mark's update, I'll go right back to your calls at one 337 This is the Sports Edge with Rick Wolf on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN, New York. And back here on the Sports Edge, I've asked the question this morning, is it the parents? The parents, the moms and dads who are really at the root cause of so many of the issues when it comes to our kids in sports. And uh, I know that's a big, big question. It's uh, something that takes some time to think about and ponder. But, you know, let's, again, I think about today, like even medical conditions, uh, terms like repetitive use injuries, that didn't exist when I was growing up. Uh, Tommy John surgery for, for teenagers, again, didn't exist. Um, you know, burnout, we never heard about burnout because kids played a variety of sports. Nobody specialized. And I, I think we have to understand, I, I, I certainly I agree with this, a lot of the reason why so many moms and dads are so involved with their kids today, whether they're living vicariously or just putting pressure on the kids to perform, has to do with this perceived uh, payoff, this this big pot of money that's going to uh, be out there in the, in the horizon for any youngster who plays sports, You know, whether it's a college athletic scholarship, or maybe turning pro, even though we know intellectually that the odds of these things happening are, are far-fetched. It's just it's so rare. The NCAA puts out big numbers every year, and very, very few kids ever go on. Kids who are varsity athletes, and you got to be good to make your varsity team, but so few of them even make a college team at any division, and very even fewer get on a chance to play pro ball, and yet the parents still are into this, and I, I don't... We just don't know why this is happening and why it continues to just uh, climb and climb. Again, I point out to people, is this a big deal? Youth sports is now a $17 billion, with a B, $17 billion industry. To put that in perspective, Major League Baseball is about $10 billion. So youth sports in this country, $17 billion. You get the idea. Let's continue with our callers. Uh, let's go to our, our, our buddy Jack uh, Smithen over in Fairlawn. Jack, good morning. You're next up on the fan. Thank you so much, Rick. And uh, before I make my comment, I just want to uh, say thank you so much for being a part of my my inaugural um, lecture series or whatever you, anybody wants to call it. Um, I thought it went really well, and it meant a lot to me that you were there. So, oh, it's my pleasure, uh-huh. Jack. I think you did a splendid job in, in covering all the points uh, that uh, you know we talk about on, on, on the Sports Edge, and uh, obviously the reception was wonderful, so I was very, very happy for you. Well, 
Well, I, I really, I really appreciate it. And a lot of the things I talked about that night are the things that are being talked about right now. Yes. You know, parents, parents have to, there are, we need solutions and, and, you know, and I, you and I could sit and talk for hours on end about our experiences and our stories that relate to all of this, but we need solutions. And, there, and there's a few in my mind. One, parents have to understand that they are usually the reason that their child is playing sports. But then on the other side of it, they have to also realize that they're probably going to be the reason that their child quits sports. Yeah. So when you talk about that, and you talked about before, how do we get rid of how do we get rid of sports parents? Well, parents have to think about applying for a job, and when they apply for a job, they want to do the best possible job they can do. They need to do a job that's going to make them happy. Well, in raising kids, they have to take it the exact same way. If you're not going to jump into doing it exactly the way it should be done, the right way for your kids, not embarrassing your kids, you know, not pushing them into sports and wanting them to play the sports that they want to play, you got to not have children because the point is, is that this is going to be once you have that child and I just became a grandpa and, and my son Zach is experiencing these heartaches of having a kid because understanding that it's now a life that he has to mold and do the right way Mm -hmm. and you know listening to your show and reading your books it's going to help a lot it really is going to help a lot but parents have to take a step back and realize that the most important thing about all of this meddling with their kids getting too involved taking it too seriously all of those things or part of the way their child's going to be brought up. Now, if you want to bring up your kid in the same moods and yelling and screaming in the stands the way they do, then do it. But if you don't, start reading. Start educating yourself. Start understanding that there are ways to do this correctly. And once again, I'm not trying to plug your book because I read the books, both of your, I read all of your books now, but the two books that I really love are the ones Sports Psychology uh, mm-hmm. Revealed, The Secrets of Sports Psychology Revealed. And the one that I hope goes back into um, sales is your Sports Parenting Edge. Unbelievable book. Parents, look it up, find it, buy it, read it, <laughs> and learn something. Thank Jack, you. Jack, Good night. Uh, <laughs> Jack, thanks so much for the call. And, of course, it's always appreciated that you are such a avid supporter of my books. I will say this, to, to Jack's perspective, uh, to, to, to young parents. Yes, uh, when you sit there with your, your son or daughter uh, who's entering to the world and you are full of dreams, which is the way it should be for your youngster, that's all great. That's what parents do. But I will give you this one little piece of advice. As your youngsters go through and they get involved or interested in sports, uh, you know, in the, the third, fourth, fifth, sixth year, it's always a good idea for them, for you to follow them and what they want to do as opposed to you dictating to them what sports you like. In other words, uh, suppose you, like in my own situation, growing up I played football and, and baseball and basketball primarily. But when my kids were coming along, you know, I they wanted to do sports that I had really very limited uh, experience with, things like uh, like soccer or ice hockey or lacrosse. So if that's what they were drawn to, well, then fine. It's incumbent upon me to educate myself. 
by reading books about those sports or, or, or getting videos that gives me instruction about the basics. But that's what parents are supposed to do. You follow your child's interest as opposed to you saying to the kid, okay, these are the sports we play in this family, and that's what you want to do. Again, it's all about getting your priorities set up and, and making sure that everybody's on the same page. But again, it's not your life. Your, your childhood is over. It's now about your, your own kid and letting them, you know, explore what they want to do. And you're there to support them, not to heap, heap, their, heap tremendous expectations on them. It's as simple as that. Let's move on. Let's go to uh, Westwood, New Jersey. Good morning, Robert. You're on the fan. Hey, Rick. How, how are you, Rick? I'm doing well, Robert. How are you? I'm good. You know, I was, I was inclined to call because this, this really hits home, this topic. Um, I'm 55, and I grew up in Brooklyn, and I played roller hockey growing up, and, you know, hockey is in my blood. I, you know, my father was going way back. My father grew up in Astoria, and he played roller hockey. And, you know, when I was growing up, there really wasn't a lot of ice hockey to even be played. Right. And there surely were not, there surely were not the the amount of strides they've made in terms of travel hockey and everything that they have today in terms of growing that sport is, is amazing. Okay. Yes. So I have two sons, 29 and 23, both starred in hockey. Okay. Travel, then high school, then college, both won division two college championships at TCNJ just in their blood. Okay. Yeah. They're, Never, ever, even an, a 1% thought in any of our heads, including my sons, that they were going to go further than college, okay? And they were star players, okay? They were never pushed by me and my wife. They, at times, pushed us to go to practice, okay? Mm-hmm. So I, I used to see adult um, parents, and I'm going way back to when my kids were, you know, 10 and playing travel, and these parents would force these kids to go to practice. And a couple of these fathers were, again, you mentioned it, you know, living through the kids' eyes because they thought, well, I could never do it, so this kid's going to be a pro. The the percentages are impossible, and I do believe it is the parents. I do. I mean, I would have never pushed my sons. I didn't have to, you know. And I'm sure that they'll, listen, they'll play men's hockey. I still play. Well, right. say, do they, do they, Robert, do your kids who are in their 20s, do they still play hockey now? They, they do. They both play in men's leagues. They're having fun with it. You know, they, they both have great jobs, and they just realize, you know, they would say to me, Dad, the thought of, of, of going to, you know, to, to trying to get into juniors and going through the process of, of even attempting to have even a, a you know, a... a, a a dream of playing in the NHL. It, it's just, it was impossible. And again, these were not low-level players. These no, were these were talented kids. Uh, and Robert, that is, that, I'm so glad you you, uh, you brought this up. And let me, let me let you go, but thank you for this. Uh, I, I do think it's right on target. Thank you for the call. Here's a dad who's got not one but two kids who were apparently star ice hockey players, and apparently the family is, you know, grown up playing roller hockey and they're into hockey. Kids love playing the sport, but it reaches a point, and this is true for so many sports parents, you know, where you have to get to a point where you say, you know, is this really 
what we want for our children. Robert mentioned about, well, kids, you know, they decide when they're finishing high school, they go and they play junior hockey either in Canada or they go out, out west somewhere, the Midwest to play there. Is, is, that the next, is that the right appropriate dream for them to pursue this, particularly a sport as, as uh, heavy contact and physical as ice hockey where you, you're just a, you know, a bad knee injury away or a concussion away from seeing it all come to an end. It's, it's a tough, tough way to pursue one's dreams in sports. And you have to really, again, really think about as a parent, what's the right thing in the wrong run for, for your youngster uh, in terms of not only just their playing sports, but also for their future livelihood and career. It's, this is what we're talking about. Moms and dads, you got to get your priorities in order when it comes to your kids and sports because we know that pot of gold is out there, but it's like the pot of gold at the end of a rainbow. It's it's tough to find. It's simple as that. All right, let me take a timeout. 1-877-337-6666. Radio.com. Okay, back here on the Sports Edge. Let's continue our calls. Let's go over to uh, to Brooklyn. Mike is up next. Hey, Mike, you're on the fan. Hi, Rick. How are you? I'm good, Mike. How are you doing today? I'm right there. I'm actually taking my two boys to uh, youth sports right now, basketball. Okay. Um, but, I was, but I was calling just because I, I think, to me, like when I see the parents misbehaving, what I'm seeing is, um, I mean, I think parents feeling the, the pressures of, of, of paying for college that's so far off. I mean, no, the way back in your day and in the past, there was the, the lure of a college scholarship, but colleges are even more expensive now than they were, and the pressure to go to college is even greater than it was back then. So to me, it's like you're seeing your kid, and it's not just them playing sports. It's them having to earn, you know, a $200,000 scholarship in the future. So I think that just puts a lot of extra pressure on parents. So I don't, maybe parents always had reason to look in the past and be nostalgic about when they were playing sports. But right. I just think that that college pressure is, is really more than ever. Yeah, Mike, I hear you on that. And there's no question that the, 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 the rising cost of, of going to college is, uh, is astronomical. Uh, but even back in my day, college was expensive. It wasn't like uh, you walked in for free. And, of course, the concern is, and again, this is, uh, again, I go back to the old issue of that the, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. You know, college scholarships are few and far between. Uh, they're only at the D1 level and primarily for, uh, you know, the revenue sports like football and basketball. Uh, but most of the other sports, you know, uh, like soccer and baseball, they're all sliced and diced in a small part. So at the end of the day, the parent still has to have a good amount of money saved up uh, for the youngster to go to college, even to play a sport. And, of course, particularly at the Division two, Division three level, those money reserves, those scholarships don't really exist. So it is incumbent upon any parent to say, look, I, you know, I want my kid to go out and play sports and enjoy themselves. But before I start you know, uh, putting all that dough into a travel program or to a private coach, I better make sure, uh, and Mike, thank you for the call this morning, I better make sure that I put the first and foremost a certain amount of money away into a savings program like a 529, let's say, so I'm making sure there's money available for my kid uh, when they go to college because I can't count on my youngster getting 
a full scholarship. It's as simple as that. Uh, by the way, I, I just heard from Wayne Mazzoni, our, our good friend, uh, who's on the show all the time, talking about college recruiting, and and, and Wayne, who's uh, you know a coach, uh, a college baseball coach at Sacred Heart University, you know he says the same thing. From his perspective, it's all about the money, uh, and parents have to wake up to the fact that. You know, once you start going on that pathway and start investing a lot of money in your kids' uh, travel programs, you understand that you're going to feel like you're totally uh, invested in this and you want to make sure that there's a payoff. And that doesn't always happen. It's as simple as that. It is a real concern, and I think that's something we have to be very, very cognizant of. Let's uh, let's go quickly over to Louie and Lindbrook. Louie, good morning. You're on the fan. Good morning, Rick. Uh College coaches like myself do not want to enter the hostile high school environment to recruit players because of the poor parental behavior. Yep. And what we do is uh, we talk to opposing coaches for references to recruit players, or we go to high school showcases where yep. they have a friendly and safe environment. The parents, I think, need to wake up because when we recruit a kid, we recruit the parent, too, and we don't want crazy parents at our college games. <laughs> Louis, uh, and, uh, yeah, I hear you loud and clear, and thank you for that, because, you know, I, I can go back when I was coaching over at Mercy College. You're right. I mean, the, the, the fact is that when you're recruiting a kid uh, to play in your college program, yeah, you do you do all the homework. I mean, you, you go out and you talk to opposing coaches about that youngster. You talk to, to umpires, my sport was baseball, about the kid, how the kid behaves, what kind of composure they have, how do they deal with adversity, that kind of stuff. And, of course, very much part of this whole overall picture is what are the parents like? Are the parents, uh, are they uh, potentially an issue that you don't want to have happen when the kid comes to play for you in your college program. And um, I was very fortunate in my years when I was coaching at Mercy. The parents uh, were respectful and, and stood off to the side. But then again, I was very careful not to make promises to, to youngsters about playing time. And I did the best I could to make sure the kids, all the kids, got into the games as often as I possibly could arrange. Because I remember when I was playing college ball, I happened to play for a college coach who only played nine guys at all the time. I mean, the guys on the bench never got in the games, and it was a it was a really sort of a traumatic situation for me to recall. So yeah, that's those are the kind of things I'm talking about. Uh, that, that I think we have to always bear in mind that when it comes to our kids in sports today and our sports parenting, look, let's get our priorities in order. I mean, I asked the opening question this morning: Our parents. Are they the root cause of all the issues when it comes to our kids in in new sports today? And if we are the cause, what in the world is wrong with us? These are our children. We want the best for them. But doesn't mean we're going to keep pushing and prodding them and and making them into really just miserable kids who are just trying to live up to our expectations, in effect, for us to live vicariously through them. Okay, that's going to do it for me in this edition of the Sports Edge. My thanks this morning to Kevin Wall. Stick around for J.J. He's up next. I'll see you next Sunday right here on the Sports Edge. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.